This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Uh, Gary, uh, welcome back to KVMR. Um, there's a lot going on in the world, obviously, and some of it will impact the global financial system and economy, as well as the U.S. financial system and economy. Let's talk about what might happen. Oh, boy, Paul. <laughs> That's a challenge. Um, obviously, there is a huge amount of uncertainty and speculation going on in the world right now. Uh, obviously, one important concern I have is that the elevated level of uncertainty will have a detrimental impact on the financial system and the economy, not only in Europe and Russia, but likely in the U.S. as well. You know, the combination of the war, Russia invading Ukraine, you know, creating a huge crisis in Europe and around the world. Um, likewise, you have now the imposition of economic and financial sanctions on Russia, which creates in uncertainties for many industries and global economies, you know, and that's going to extend well beyond just Russia. Um, inflation in several of the major economies could be worsened by the Ukraine war and the sanctions. Um, that creates more uncertainty about the upcoming decisions by central banks like the Federal Reserve uh, as they make monetary policy uh, to try and slow inflation. And that, you know, that will also have an impact slowing the economy. And, you know, again, all of these things put together raises concerns about an inflation recession. At the same time, you know, the economic sanctions and the war will add to our inflation worries. So yeah, just way too much going on. First, let me ask if you have a sense of how the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and that's a truly serious European war, could impact our economy. Well, Paul, this, uh, this is a hard question for a mere economist. Um, yeah, the war in Ukraine is certainly scary and, and uncertain. How long will it last? How will it end? How much damage will be done to the Ukrainian economy and agricultural sector? You know, what about you know damage to neighboring countries, to the Russian economy, um, to the global economy, to the U.S. economy? You know, how how long will the ill effects last? You know, and my quick guess is that the Ukraine war may well cause consumer confidence to fall and some worried consumers to slow their consumption spending. That tends to slow the economy down. Many banks and financial institutions will probably cut back on their lending as the risks rise. Uh, business confidence will take a hit because businesses both in Europe and the U.S. will reduce their investment spending until the situation stabilizes or is resolved. And so all of these effects and risks and uncertainties could slow the U.S. and European economies. Um, and, you know, raising concerns about, you know, the, the continued recovery from the COVID recession at the time. And, you know, we also have to worry about inflation. Well, what about the impact of the sanctions on the Russian economy and, and their financial system? Could there also be a blowback that hurts our economy as well? Yes, of course. And we are seeing now that the economic and financial sanctions on Russia are biting. Um, we have large investment companies pulling out of Russian investments, large energy companies selling off their Russian assets. Uh, but the sanctions will impact the energy sector, um, energy exports, and therefore reduce global energy supplies. And that'll drive up global oil and natural gas prices, because these are global markets. Um, so we will see higher energy prices. It'll put more upward pressure on the overall price level or inflation rate in the U.S. and elsewhere. 
Um, and of course, you know, inflation is a big concern with a global concern about, you know, how, how the economy is doing and how prices are changing with in the aftermath of COVID and with the supply chain problems. And so, you know, central banks are now trying to bring down inflation back towards their 2% goals. But, you know, <laughs> so I think we're going to see that the sanctions that are, you know, designed to hurt the Russian economy will also hurt other economies uh, as well. Not as much, but, you know, because most of these economies are importers of energy and, uh, you know, and certainly higher energy prices will increase inflation. Gary, I've also read that we should expect higher food prices as well because Russia and the Ukraine are large producers of wheat. Yes, Paul, you've been doing your homework. <laughs> Much as with energy, uh, the war on Ukraine reduces you know, Ukrainian farm production and supply, uh, while the sanctions limit the supply of Russian wheat exports. Uh, that will reduce the global supply of wheat and corn. Um, that would ex be expected to result in higher global food prices as well. So again, higher prices for food, and for energy uh, in the U.S. and around the globe will reduce spending on other goods and services. And that, you know, would have a negative impact on economic growth in most countries. Now, Gary, as I recall, uh, at the March meeting, isn't the Federal Reserve expected to begin raising interest rates to fight inflation? Yes, the, the Fed's Monetary Policy Making Committee will be meeting in mid-March and deciding on how much to raise the short-term interest rate target um, with all the risks and uncertainties created by the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the uncertainties and risks arising from the economic and financial sanctions being imposed um, on Russia. I think you know expectations have probably changed there. One more question, Gary. Um, a few weeks ago, before the Ukraine war and sanctions, the Fed was expected to begin tightening monetary policy to fight inflation. And wasn't there some debate about how much the Fed would increase their target interest rates? Yes. Just a, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the Fed was expected to start taking actions like raising interest rates to fight inflation. And you know, obviously, that will slow down the economy. And the debate, debate was whether they would raise it, say, a quarter of a, a percent in March or whether they would raise it you know, half a percent or even you know, some were thinking maybe three quarters of a percent. Uh, but, you know, Monetary policy is even more difficult now because with the war and with sanctions, um, those are all going to likely add to inflationary pressures. And, you know, inflation is already well above the Fed's inflation goal, uh, while, you know, sl also slowing the economy's growth. Uh, at the same time, the Fed is trying to slow the economy's growth to fight inflation. So now the Fed needs to consider that as you know, monetary policy slows the economy and you've got all these additional risks and uncertainty caused by the Russian invasion and the European and U.S. sanctions on Russia, you know, all of this is likely to, you know, put the growth rate of the economy and, and some additional questions. So while the, the Fed must fight inflation, uh, U.S. economy will be faced with headwinds of higher interest rates as well as uh, headwinds from the war and the sanctions, and that may slow the economy too fast, maybe even push it into a recession. So it complicates the monetary policy des decision uh, a lot. Uh, so my guess is that the Fed is likely to increase interest rates more slowly starting in March than they would have been doing before the U Ukrainian crisis hit. Okay, Gary, lots of stuff. Uh, look forward to our next chat in a couple of weeks, and we'll see what's going on. Okay. Thank you so much. 
Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.